Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real, kind of podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow, uh, where we try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can as we continue to serve our Lord. Uh, we have a request podcast today, um, so that's special. So before we get into that, um, let's give our introductions here, or not really introductions, but our shout outs uh, to those that are listening. Um, we have listeners from Pennsylvania, uh, so that is cranberry township that's pittsburgh and i hope i'm saying this right uh sladington so if you guys are listening from those areas in pennsylvania and there's more obviously for all these states there's more but i kind of do like the top three or four so we're thankful that all of you are listening um from kentucky uh we've got uh corbin uh Corydon, and florence kentucky so thank you guys for listening and then also from kansas which isn't too far from here uh, those in the Wichita area, uh, thank you all so very much for listening and supporting the podcast. And thank you all from all these other states that we haven't got to and from all the other countries we haven't got to yet. If you're listening, we will get to you, but just thank you so much for your support and uh, helping us uh, grow the podcast together. Okay, so let's get into our um, our topic for the day. So Again, like I mentioned before, this is a request podcast, and um, the topic for it is, I guess it's it's from a young man, but I guess he wanted it from a uh, a young woman's perspective. So you'll you'll understand once the title is said. But uh, how I'm going to approach it is three things that you can do. For a single young man so this is for our our guys but this is also for our young ladies as well so three things that you can do for a single let's call it for a single godly young man all right and so uh fellas we you're not forgotten so this one's this one is for you guys um but also we're gonna give some we're gonna get some game here uh to the ladies here to see what they can do uh, to help uh, single young men, uh, especially godly ones. And so we'll get into that for today. All right. So normally when you think about, and, and again, before we, before we start, I'm going to take it as the young man is a godly young man and the young woman is a godly young woman. So, so we're going to go with that mindset moving forward. Okay. Um, so normally when you think about that type of relationship, whether it, it begins at, as the friendship or it goes into something a little deeper than that. Um, sometimes there's this connotation that a young man or a man in general, when it comes to a friendship and when it comes to a relationship, that the man needs to do all of the giving because he's the man. So, you know, when you think about that connotation, it's not necessarily true. It, it does sound good, but it's not necessarily true. It is a relationship where both sides give. And so just as 
women as you have needs from us we also have needs that we need from you but what we're going to do today is we're going to look at some spiritual needs that we as young men in the church need from you we're again we're we're talking about spiritual things here obviously there are other other things that we could go into but for for the sake of this podcast we're going to talk about three things that you can do for a, a young man and all talk about spiritual things okay all right so let's get into the first one uh the first thing that you as young ladies can give to a young man that is godly is care and concern care and concern is the first thing uh that you can give and so you think about this as as women you have something within you because you're a natural nurturer you love to take care of things, and that's a beautiful thing to see. Uh, but just as you like to take care of certain things, like like children and, and other things of that nature, men need some type of nurture as well. And so the question is, how can you, as a godly young woman, how can you show your care and concern for someone that you care about? How can you show that? Well, let's let's look at some scriptures here, and we're going to take some principles from the scripture to see what we can find. Um, so let's go to Proverbs chapter 31, if you will. And I, I know this is a very familiar text. So if you're a young lady listening, please don't get intimidated when you get to Proverbs 31, because sometimes I know uh, a lot of young ladies can get intimidated by the Proverbs 31 woman because they believe that in order for them to have a, a, a godly man, they have to be the exact perfect thing from Proverbs 31. This is a great, a great standard. Um, for Proverbs 31, but no person on earth was perfect other than Christ. This gives us just some outlines of some things that a godly woman will do. And so take it that way rather than being so intimidated by it. All right. So let's, let's look at verse 26, if you will, Proverbs 31, um, verse number 26. And again, if you're new to the podcast, open up your Bibles with us, you know, check this out. We want you guys to look at the scriptures here with us. All right. Verse 26. It says she opens her mouth with wisdom and in her tongue is the law of kindness. What are we talking about? Three things that you can give to a young man. One thing that you can give is when you speak to him, not only do you speak wisdom, but when you speak to him, what is in her mouth according to verse number 31 or verse 26, the law of kindness. You know, wisdom and kindness for a guy goes a long way. It goes a very long way. And so sometimes the man needs to be built up. And when I say built up, I'm not talking about flattery. So I'm not talking about when you're with somebody. Oh, look at you looking like looking like uh, Chris Evans from from the Avengers today. You know, or look, oh, look, you look like the man of steel today. Oh, you working out? Not that type of stuff. We're not talking about that. That that type of flattery but when i talk about being built up i'm talking about if you have wisdom and you're kind you can help build that young man up to be more like christ that's what we're talking about when you're talking about having care and concern for someone if you love this young man if you care about this young man then what are you doing in order to help him to become more like Christ. When you talk to him, are you talking wise words? When you talk to him, 
are you kind? Is that is that who you are? Right. And so sometimes as men, we need to be built up. And what does the Proverbs 31 woman do here? She builds him up by her words. Quickly, look at look at this. Look at uh, Proverbs chapter 14. I want to notice that one here. Proverbs chapter 14, uh, verse number one. Now, remember, keep this concept in mind about, about building. All right. Keep this concept here. So notice you're helping to build him up by your words. But watch Proverbs 14.1. Every wise woman, what does she do? What's our word? Every wise woman builds her house. Now, when we think about building your house, sometimes we just think of the stuff that goes on in the house. So meaning when it says the wife builds her house, the only thing that we, we take that as is, well, she just takes care of stuff at home. Well, she just stays here. It's more than that. When it talks about every wise woman builds her house, she builds the house not only by the things that she does, but she also builds the house and how she treats him and how she teaches the children. Because when we're talking about the house, it's not just physical. When we're talking about the house, we're talking about the people in the house. So how are you treating him? Are you encouraging him? Are you building him up? Then with when, when kids come in the picture, are you encouraging your children? Are you teaching your children the word of God? See, that's how a wise woman builds a house. Most people think, well, in order for me to build a house, it's got to be this size. It's got to be furnished. The kitchen's got to look this way. The backyard's got to look this way. The front yard has to look this way. This, this, and this, and that. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. But that's not what we're talking about when we're talking about building a house. We're talking about the attitude that you have as a young woman when you come into marriage. What are you going to do to help build him up as the head? And what are you going to do to help build your children up so that they can be strong too? That takes work and that takes effort, right? And so look at this. Look at look at a couple chapters uh, ahead. Look at uh, chapter 24 of Proverbs and I want you to look at verse three. Now, you might be asking, well, Jordan, how do you know that? You know, it doesn't really say that in Proverbs 14, one. You're right. So now let's jump to Proverbs 24, verse three. Remember, so Proverbs 14, one talked about she builds her house, right? So now how is the house built? Watch this. Verse three. Through wisdom is what built. Through wisdom is a house built and by understanding that house is established. So young women, when you talk about what can you do, what's one thing that you can do for a single young man or someone that you're with? One thing you can do is show him care and concern by building him up with your words. That matters. It matters. According to Proverbs 14.1 and Proverbs 24.3, because by building us up, you're helping to establish the house. That's a great concept to understand. But notice this. Here's some, some application here. So think about this for a minute. So remember, the, the men and the women we're talking about in this scenario are both godly and both trying to live for Christ. So let's say, let's, let's, let's talk to the ladies for a second. 
So young ladies, let's say you're trying to live after Christ. Is that always easy to do that? So young lady, so when you're with somebody or you're talking to somebody, what do you want from that person as you're trying to live for Christ? Don't you want encouragement? Don't you want him to lift you up? Don't you want him to show care and concern for what you got going on? So now let's flip it. So if living for Christ as a single young woman is not the easiest thing in the world, then if things are easy for you, don't you think things are hard for him too? So if you come into something always wanting him to do all the giving as you're trying to live for Christ, well, here's my question. What are you giving back to him? Because if if he's the one always encouraging you, if he's the one always uh, you know lifting you up, if he's the one always showing care and concern for you and what you got going on, then why can't you do that for him? See, so here's some practical application. So how can I help build him up as he's continuing to build me up? One thing I can do is here's something practical for us in the 21st century. So ladies, how about you guys be the first one to text him? and check up on him, especially if he's checking up on you. So if things are difficult for you, don't you think he would like to get a, hey, how's it going? Hey, are are things all right? Hey, how was your day? Check on him first, especially if you have someone that checks on you. Why don't you check on him? Then too, another thing you can do, why don't you ask if there's anything that you can do to help him? There may not be absolutely anything you can do, but just for the simple fact that you care enough to ask, that goes a long way for for guys, especially godly young men. It goes a long way. Ask if there's anything that you can do to help him. Then number three, what you can do for a godly young man, encourage that man with scripture. I don't care if it's it's a paper towel you know, with a, with a scripture on it and you just leave it in his Bible or you leave it on his car or you leave it where he sits in worship or you leave it by his office or whatever that, that, that stuff goes a long way to know that, that you as a young woman thinks of him, number one, but then number two, you're encouraging him with wise words. That means something for, to a godly man. And so encourage him with scripture. Now, why do I say these things? Why do I say that this is important for young women to do for young men? Because sometimes I think it's important to understand roles. So the role that the wife has, there's responsibility there. The role that the children have, there's responsibility. But sometimes I think we don't give, I don't want to say credit. That's not the right word. I don't think. I don't think men get their just due for the responsibility that God has set on them. And this is what I mean. Think about all the responsibility that God has set on the man. It's heavy. If you really think about it, it's heavy. So think about this for a second. So let's, so let's say you and -and so-and-so are together. You know, it's his responsibility to take care of you. 
that that's heavy, but not just, not just financially take care of you emotionally, take care of you socially, physically. I mean, there's a bunch of stuff that not only does he take care of you, but then he takes care of the kids. So he supports the kids financially, socially, emotionally. He has to teach them. Fathers, teach your children. Fathers, provoke not your children to wrath. Those are big responsibilities. Then we mentioned number three, taking care of you and the children financially, which at times it could be problematic, especially even if both parents are working. That could be hard. Then number four, not only does he have to lead and take care of everything at home, but then let's say he's a preacher. Let's say he's a deacon. Let's say he's an elder. Or let's say that he is just a faithful young man who doesn't have any of those offices, but he's faithful uh, at worship. He has a responsibility there too. And so those are heavy. And here's the thing about those. When we as men don't meet that responsibility at home, and when we don't meet that at, at, uh, at the Lord's house, then God has a problem with us. Remember in Genesis when, when Adam and Eve ate of the fruit and then once they clothed themselves because they were naked and then God was walking through the garden in a mist and who did God come looking for? Did God say, Eve, where are you at? When a man starts a family, Guess who God looks at? Even before that, God is looking at us. And so, yes, it was Eve that influenced Adam. But who did God come looking for? He said, Adam, where are you at? That's a heavy responsibility to know that, you know, if we don't do these things correctly and the right way, then just like the Lord had a problem with Adam, he has a problem with us. So what can you do as a single young woman for a godly young man? Help to build him up and show some care and concern. And you won't show care and concern if you don't understand what his role is. Number one, you won't show care and concern if you don't understand what his role is for you. Then number two, you won't show care and concern if you don't know what his role is at the, at the church. Because if you think it's all about you and what he needs to give to you, then it's already off. It's already off. So this is why it's important to understand that wisdom establishes the house. So what's the first thing that you can do as young ladies to provide for a single young man? Help build him up. Help build him up. All right. Then number two, what else can we do? Not only can you show care and concern by helping to build him up. Another thing you can do is to show charity. To show some charity. Now, let's let's look at this first. Um, go to Ephesians chapter 5 with me. Ephesians chapter 5. And again, this is a text uh, that's talked about a lot, but I think it's it's misunderstood a lot too, especially by, um, you know, both parties as male and female. Um, but Ephesians chapter 5, um, and I want to notice verse number 22. So this is something that we have to understand before we move forward. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. So we need to understand this concept of submission before we can understand the concept of what charity is in terms of in the marriage. So I would advise if you're listening, I'm glad you're listening to, to the audio. So I hope I can uh, verbally say it as I'm trying to picture it. 
But if you're watching the video, I think you'll be able to see what I'm trying to say here. All right. So remember, we're talking about what can you do for him? So wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. So when you talk about submission, that's a bad term in a lot of different ways today. It's bad. You know, women see submission as bad. The UFC fighting, they see submission as bad. When you submit, that means you, I mean, the, the word has different connotations, but all of them are bad. But submission in scripture is beautiful. It's not bad. And let me explain. Let me explain. So you have God, the son, you have God, the father, and you have God, the spirit. All three work together. All three had different roles, but all three worked together. So here's the question. Since Jesus was God on earth, does that make God better than Jesus? Does that make the spirit better than Jesus? No, because all three work together, right? Okay. So keep that example in mind. So then number two, let's use this second parallel example. God made man and God made woman. Is a man better than a woman just because he's a man? Nope. Is a woman better than a man because she's a woman? Nope. So just as all three in the Godhead are equal, what are men and women? They're equal. But notice what Jesus decided to do. Look at, so keep your finger there in Ephesians and go to Philippians chapter two. You have to keep these examples in mind. Go to Philippians chapter two and look what Jesus did. Jesus understood that he was God, but notice what he decided to do. Watch this. Uh, verse five, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Watch verse six who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be what y'all to be equal with God. So Jesus, while he was here on earth, what was he still with God equal because he is God, but notice what he chose to do. Verse seven, but he made himself of no reputation and he took on the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. So if God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit are the same, same playing field here. What did Jesus decide to do? Even though he's equal with God, Jesus chose to make himself a servant. So Jesus chose to be submissive to the will of who? To the will of God. So women, when you talk about submissiveness, don't you think that that's an amazing thing that Jesus did in Philippians 2? So when you submit to your husband, guess what you're recreating? You're recreating what Jesus did for God. You understand as the woman, 
that according to scripture, there's no specific reason, but according to scripture, God says, because man was made first. So because you understand that, what will you be for that young man? You will be submissive to him. Now, notice what it's saying here. You're doing the same role as what Jesus did. So when Jesus was submissive to the father, does that mean that Jesus had no input? Does that mean Jesus couldn't do anything? Does that mean Jesus always had to be quiet and listen to the father? They worked together still, didn't they? Even though Jesus was submissive to him. You're, the whole thing about submissiveness in, in Ephesians 5, you're literally recreating the beautiful picture that Jesus did for the father. And how many of our Christian young women don't want to do that? It's a sad thing. So notice, if wives to submit yourself to your own husbands, then if you do that, then what will you do for him? What will you show him? You will show him charity. You will show him love. You will show him care and concern. But notice, there's a role for us too as the young men. Don't think I forgot about us. Because a lot of times when even good men, when they preach this, they just stay in verse 22 and they just talk about, well, why would you just submit? But notice, go to Ephesians chapter five and look at verse number, number 33. No, actually before that verse, verse 25, sorry, uh, verse number 25, we'll get to 33 in a second. So after you get that submissiveness there, then it says, husbands, love your wives, even as Christ loved the church. So now when you, ever, when you see even as in the scripture, it's always giving a comparison. So in verse 22, wives or young women, who, who were you compared to? You were compared to what Jesus did for who? For God. Then for us as guys in verse 25, husbands, love your wives even as who's our comparison to our comparison is Christ too. So now what did Christ give up for her? He gave up glory. He gave up reputation. He died. He suffered. He did everything for her. So husbands, what must you be willing to do for her? If she follows verse 22, you have to be willing to do everything that Christ did for the church. You see how it's a, both sides have to be able to show that type of charity. And so here's the thing. Now look at verse 33. Now let's put it all in a bow together. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular love your wife, even as you love yourself. And the wife see that she reverence her husband. That word reverence there is special. In the text, that word means they should think well of their husbands and they should speak becomingly to them and respectfully. So when you think about submissiveness, sometimes we have this off image that a woman has to be like a pauper to a male. You know how you see those paupers in a, uh, in a show or something? They're on the street. Sir, I just need a penny for your thoughts. Sometimes we think that's how women have to be for for the husband. Sir, whatever you say, it all goes. It's not like, so the women can have, we work on this marriage together. 
but the husband leads. So sometimes we have this, this, uh, this connotation that a woman is the pauper in the marriage. That's not true. So notice we all have roles. So as the husband, I'm to love her as I love myself. So would I want, would I want someone treat me like that? No. So why would I make her that way? I would treat her with the same respect that I want her to treat me with. And then see that the wife reverence or speak well or respectfully of him. Here's something else you can do, ladies. When you talk about charity, one thing that you can and start this, start this in the dating stage, the talking stage, whatever you want to call it. Because when you get into marriage, problems aren't going to, you know, problems aren't going to stop. So you're going to have problems in your friendship, relationship, whatever you want to call it. So when things go off, speak respectfully of him, even when things go off. Sometimes what happens, even in the church, and this is sad sometimes. So if two people are together and then two people have a, an argument, then what can happen is one side can go to all their friends and say, well, man, Jordan's, Jordan's doing all this. Jordan's, Jordan's doing this. Jordan's not doing this. Jordan's. So you can go around and you can just blast me, you know, to everybody that you know. You can blast me at work. You can blast me. Well, he's not, he's not, he's not, he's not. So you're saying that when you get married, that's automatically going to stop. No, that's not. You're going to keep that going when you get married. So speak well of him even before. And the same, the same thing can happen on the guy side. You get an argument. I got an Alexa right here. So we're going to call her Alexa. So you get an argument and then you go around to your friends and you go to work, man, so-and-so is, is doing this and this and this and now you're not speaking well of her so now if you got two people that when they argue they don't speak well of one another to their parties whether it's their friends or people at work or whatever then when they get married and they say i do you think that's gonna stop that's gonna keep going that's why in verse 33 it says both sides reverence and respect one another it's not a hard concept to understand but i think we make it hard so what's what's something that as young ladies, what you can give to the young men? Number one, give care and concern. Build him up and build your house through wisdom, not through material stuff. Build your house with wisdom and establish it with wisdom. Build him up. Build your children up. What else can you do? Number two, show that man charity. As you submit and as he does things for you, both sides have a role and understand your roles. Show charity, show true agape love, Ephesians chapter five. Then number three, what else can we do? This is a big one. <laughs> this is a big one. One thing that you women can do, you young ladies can do for young men, this is ginormous, at least for younger men. I don't know how it is for older men, but for younger men, what you can do Young women, you have the power to give us confidence. <laughs> confidence. This is what I mean by that. I think y'all got superpowers. <laughs> just to be just to be honest. I think y'all got y'all got something. I don't know what it is, but you have the power as a as, just as a female. You have the power to influence any dude in the world to do incredible things just by the confidence that you have in him or you can use that same power to take control over any dude in the world 
for your own selfish purposes. Y'all have that type. You got as women, you have that type of influence. It's crazy. It's crazy. And so think about this example. Look at uh, not Matthew, uh, Mark. Look at Mark chapter six. Look at this example. Mark chapter six. And I want to notice this example of influence, which is incredibly bad here. But notice uh, Mark six. Make sure I got the right one here. Uh, yeah. Starting verse 17. Now, just to give some context, this is about John the Baptist here and Herod. And so John has been arrested and he's already told Herod, look, the woman you're with is not lawful. You can't be with her. So Herod's already mad at John. But notice what happens here in verse 17 of Mark chapter six. For Herod himself uh, had sent forth. Uh, let me make sure I get it right. There we go. Uh, and Herod, therefore, had sent him forth and laid hold on John and bound him in prison for Herodias sake, his brother Philip's wife, for he had married her. There was a problem. Uh, 18. For John had said to Herod, it's not lawful for thee to have thy brother's wife. Therefore, Herodias had a quarrel against him and would have killed him, but she could not. For Herod feared John, knowing that he was a just man, he was holy, and he observed him when he heard him, and he did many things and heard him gladly. Now, watch. Now, here's a problem. Remember, keep this, keep this thought of influence here. Um, notice the next verse, verse 21. And when a convenient day was come, Herod on his birthday made a supper for the Lord's high captains and chief estates. And when the daughter of the said Herodias came in, notice what she did. She used her influence on that man and she danced and she pleased Herod and she sat with him. And the king said unto the damsel, ask me whatever you will. And I'll give it to you. And he swear unto her. And he said, whatsoever you ask of me, I will give it to thee up to half of my kingdom. And she went forth and she asked her mother, what should I ask for? And she said, ask for the head of John the Baptist. Y'all got powers, man. Y'all got something. Look at the influence and I'm, I'm convinced certain women, y'all know what you're doing with exactly what you know. So Herodias's daughter here, she knew exactly how to move. She knew exactly how to dance. And she, and notice it said after that, she sat with him. So she knew exactly what to say to get him to do what she wanted him to do. That's the type of influence that y'all have on us. So for a young man that is trying to live godly, the influence that you have on him is paramount. It's paramount because you can either make him or you can break him by your influence. By your influence, you can make him or break him. And so here's the point I'm trying to get here. When, when I talk about what you can give to us, what, what you young women can do for us is you can give us that confidence to keep living for Christ, that confidence to keep living the right way. Because sometimes to be real as a preacher and as a young man of God, people don't know how many times I've almost quit. People don't see the prayers that I pray almost quitting, almost wanting to give this up, almost wanting to be 
I'm putting up quotations, always wanting to be a normal or a regular Christian. There's many times I wanted to give this up. But imagine all the young men out there that's trying to live godly, and all you want to do is take and not encourage and not build them up. Your words matter. Here, here's this example. Y'all ever seen a movie like Rocky, right? Or, or any other movie, but specifically Rocky. You know, you see a, a movie where maybe a man lost his job. Maybe a man has just got beat bad. I mean, just to a pulp. Maybe a man has lost everything that, that he, he saw dear. Maybe he was high in a company and now is low, right? So there's always movies where the man is just like, I'm out. I'm about to quit. It's a wrap. I'm done. I tried. I failed. A guy always gets to that point and he's depressed. And he always feels like I don't have the strength to overcome what just happened. But what happens in every single movie? Either they go to their girl house or the girl comes over and literally the same dude two seconds before that said, I can't do this. I'm tired. I failed. I quit. You don't understand the situation. The same dude that was complaining two seconds ago, when you come over and when all you say are these three words, not these three words, but these phrases. When you come over and when you genuinely believe in that dude and you say you can do it and I believe in you, bro, you know what that does for a guy, bro? That's like, that's like this, that's like uh spinach for Popeye. <laughs> that's like the sun for Superman. You, you know, you can rejuvenate a dude in a matter of five minutes just by you saying, and you genuinely meaning, I know you fail. I know you're here, but I believe that you can do this. I believe in you. You can keep doing it. Then what happens? Adrian. Then he wins the fight, right? That's the type of influence that y'all have on us. And and here's the thing about you young ladies. Just the simple fact that you believe in us makes us believe that we can do anything for you. But the concept is so many times young women want to take, well, let me see what I can get out of him. Let me see what he can do for me. Let me see what, well, what, what are you giving for him? What you can do, young ladies, you can give him care and concern. You can give him charity. You can give him confidence. You guys have that power. To make a young man, especially a godly one, it's unreal. Like it's it's hard to put into words. But I've seen, even in marriages in the church, I've seen guys um do some things that they never thought they can do. And they did it because they had support from their wives. You have guys that never spoke in their lives. You have guys that were afraid of crowds. You have guys that were afraid of confrontation. You had guys that are whatever, but because they had the support of a godly young woman that encouraged him, he was able to get through those stages. That's what you can do for us. It's an amazing thing that you have. And so my advice is take advantage of what God has given and put within you as young women. Help to build us up. 
because we need help. The responsibility is heavy sometimes. Help to build us up. Give us, give us that true love and concern as we talked about in Ephesians 5. And use your words, use your influence, use, your, use all of that. Use that to give us confidence. And when we do these things, and imagine now at the end, you have a young woman that's learning to do all this for a young man and a young man learning to do all this for her. When they come together, oh, it's a wrap. It's like Superman and Wonder Woman. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's like whatever, but it's, it's that type of power couple that can just do some amazing things together. That's incredible, isn't it? Man, it's, it's a wonderful study to look at that, but you have to understand roles. If we don't get roles, then what we'll do is we'll try to we'll try to maximize what we want out of somebody else. You can't do that in a selfless institution. It's it's impossible. It's never going to work. So I hope you guys, I hope that answered the question and I hope that can give that young man some encouragement um, that he needs to keep and and we all need to keep developing into the young men that some, a godly young woman would want to be with, but also keep developing so that that young woman out there can see that he's trying to be something. So I hope that can answer the question. And I hope that uh, we were able to study from the scripture and, and understand some concepts. So uh, we have a, a couple of requests. I put out a request thing on Instagram the other day, and we have a few. So in the next couple of weeks, we're going to get to, as of right now, probably three or four requests right now, even before we get back to our regular scheduled stuff so this is good you guys are keeping me busy that's awesome thank you guys so much uh we will be back uh what's today today is thursday so we'll be back either monday or tuesday lord willing and we'll get more probably we'll do another request and then we'll kind of get back uh on track as we move forward thank you guys so much for supporting uh listen on youtube watch on youtube find it wherever you can get your podcast um, and you can find me on on um, on Facebook and Instagram, and then you'll find the podcast there where you can uh, ask for uh, topics and, and talk Bible and all this other stuff. So we're so thankful you guys are listening, and we will see you all next week. Thank you.